Hello and welcome to Challenge Talk. We are part of the Geocache Talk Network. We broadcast live on the first Thursday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube or Facebook to watch the broadcast live and join in the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show on your favorite podcast player. Hi, Hi. and in this episode, in this episode we're going about, about challenges. challenges. Personal goals, Personal and, goals challenges and challenges that probably, that probably can't, can't be used, used for special challenge, challenge caches. We also have we also prizes, prizes to give away, give away our listeners, our listeners each, show, each show. Between each show, each show be sure to return your cash funds to, to challenge, challenge podcast at gmail.com and you could be, be a winner. And later in the show, we also play our special game exclusively for our live audience. The Wheel of Challenges. So listen live and get your email app ready and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize, a one-year membership to Project GC. We are your hosts, Emily and Jeff. Um, we like to start off sometimes with uh, a little question that has come in from, uh, from community, a discussion point, and this one has come in from Acorn Mama, a little ch- uh, question uh, about statistics. She asks, why is there a difference between Adventure Labs and caches in Project GC statistics, and do you know if they will sync this info up anytime soon? This was interesting because I had just come across a discussion that was talking about this because somebody had noticed that their stat counts had been different between uh, their geocaching profile and their Project GC statistics. And uh, it came out that your Adventure Lab finds don't count in your Project GC stats unless you have a membership with Project GC. Okay, okay. So that's something to watch out for if you are not a member. I think there's a lot more uh, out-of-sync stats now with a whole bunch of stuff going on with with geocaching and uh, finds and adventure labs and whatnot. So you kind of have to choose which statistics you like to go by. I certainly don't know anything anything about that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, little things that you discover as we go along. Um, you can email any of your challenge caching questions, big or small, to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also like to quickly run through a number of the challenge caching stats, uh, changes that have happened over the past month. And uh, so we like to check out Project GC. And they have a little box in the corner in their challenge caching section that lists their script stats. Uh, so... As of this afternoon, since last month, there are now 6,236 active scripts. Those are all of the scripts that handle all of the challenge caches in the system. Um, So there's lots of duplicates. One script could handle who knows any number of uh, challenge caches that are out there. Uh, And that's up 152 152 new scripts, new programs, basically, uh, in the past month. Still baffled at what they're, what new stuff they're writing each month. <laughs> we have also 36,392 unique challenges. Those are different parameter sets. So there could be uh, multiple challenge cache listings that use the same um, challenge parameters. So it could be the same challenge in different, different uh, listings in like different regions, whatnot. So that makes 336,392 unique 
challenges, which is up 548 from last month. That means I think there's a lot more caches getting published now. Uh, a lot of places are kind of loosening their pandemic restrictions, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so we're seeing more more caches and more challenges, which is great. Yes, yes. We also have 44,197 active tags. So that's unique checkers by GC code. So that includes duplicates, that includes variations. That's basically all of the tagged challenges in Project GC, which is up 715, which makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and if you were to do a search for challenge caches worldwide with the relatively new challenge cache attribute, we are now at 31,229, which is up 403 since last month. Cool, cool. So we're getting a whole lot of new stuff out there. And if you spot a new challenge and you think this is a really cool idea, then be sure to email us. Let us know because we'd love to highlight unique and, uh, and interesting, fun challenges. Right, right. Now, now apparently, apparently everyone can everyone hear my, can hear echo, my echo, so I'm going so to keep trying to work, trying on, to work that. on that. Okay, so we had a little bit of audio issues, and strangely enough, I don't hear an echo, but I guess it's been going through to, uh, to the broadcast platform. Okay, so we do have a few news items to uh, announce since last month from, um, from Geocaching HQ. Uh, Emily, if you ever want to test your audio, then just chime in at any time. <laughs> all right. All right. Is, this, is this any better? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so she can hear herself. She can hear her echo. So she'll know whether it's a problem or not. So first of all, the big, big, big news is Mingo Madness is this weekend. And if the uh, if the chat room seems a little bare tonight... It's probably because a lot of people are on their way over. There are so many festivities and lots of events and new caches. Caches out the wazoo. If you look at the map there, people are announcing and sharing all of these uh, new series, power trails, all of that. It's just crazy. And so Mingo Madness, the main day is Saturday. And we'll be doing a special live cast as well to uh, highlight some of the stuff that's going on down there. The rest of the Geocache Talk Network is there. Sadly, the two of us, myself and Emily, won't be there. So we will be helping and hosting. That's right. <laughs> the, right. Uh, the live event. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be announcing, <clears throat> excuse me, we will be announcing the time for that event uh, very shortly. So stay tuned and watch Geocache Talk Network for that special interlude episode. <laughs> There has also been a, uh, I was fascinated about this. There was a new, actually it wasn't really new. It's been around for a long time, but it was locked. A travel bug to be discovered. And it uh, kind of along the lines of all of the space, uh, the Mars topics, we have this travel bug among the stars. And its owner is Geocaching HQ, but there was a little bit of a mystery. If you are, you, you can discover this uh, if you are an intrepid, intrepid explorer, a seeker of knowledge, and a solver of mysteries on this world and beyond. And so, if you can find the discover code, <laughs> and you can log it, and there's a little bit of a hint. So, if you're curious and you want to discover this travel bug, it is TB9VCYP. 
<laughs> Don't forget that last letter. This was a, this fun, was a challenge. fun challenge. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm guys. Sorry, I, know guys. I know you can hear me twice. But, but just, just a small, small game, game within, within the game, game is something fun to do. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it does give a little bit of a challenge. Um, there, there is a hint in Magic Inc.'s profile. He is a lack 8 HQ. And really, the biggest hint I can say is follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. And be observant. <laughs> and then you'll find the code. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's neat that he said it. I actually made it a little bit harder at first. But, but yeah, yeah, just, just follow, follow the instructions. instructions. <laughs> it, you'll probably kick yourself if you have difficulty, and then you find it. <laughs> uh, another bit of news. The links to the old cache lists on your geocaching profile have been updated to search results. So they now use the advanced search feature, um, and that includes your finds list and your hides list. That's for yourself and for any other profile you're looking at. So where it used to be a nice paged archived list of all of the finds and hides, it's now basically pumping those parameters into the advanced search, and you get, you get the list of all of those caches using that interface. Love it or hate it. It's what we've got now. <laughs> and at first, I, at first I didn't even know what, the, what change was, change but, was, as but as I, as I, I dug, a little, dug deeper, a little deeper, I get, deeper, it. I get it. Yeah. I'm not sure it affects, not my, sure life it affects my life too much. <laughs> it's, it's one of those contextual things. Like to a degree, it kind of makes sense. You are doing a search for all of the caches that you found or that somebody has hidden. But at the same time, we're used to having that like an archival list of everything. You just have an access to everything from beginning to end. And right now, if as you know, the search only shows you the top 1,000. So technically, you can only access 2,000, up to 2,000, uh, depending on your sort order. Okay, okay. So, Didn't yeah, think of that, that angle. Yeah, like if you were to search for all of your finds chronologically, you'd get the first 1,000. But if you switch it to descending or the opposite, then you'd get the other end 1,000. So that's what I mean by 2,000. Uh, up to 2,000. Uh, so they're still making some tweaks to that. There's a lot of discussion in the forum. So don't visit the forum unless you've got a thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, we also have the brand new Big Blue Switch Day has just begun. Uh, that's a weird sentence. <laughs> Big Blue Switch Day <laughs> was May 2nd, but the souvenir promo has begun, and it is lasting from May 2nd all the way to December 31st. So all you got to do is find one cache. Right, one right. Adventure Lab. I think, was it Adventure Lab location? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. If you get one location in an Adventure Lab or one lab cache or attend an event, then you will get the Big Blue Switch Day 2021 souvenir for your profile. I don't think that's going to be too hard for for anyone in our audience. audience. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Um, Another new... A bit of information came up that virtual caches can now be adopted. I think this happened because there were a lot of old virtual caches that uh, hadn't yet been published, and now it's possible for a person who has one of those rewards to adopt it to somebody else to publish if they want to. So, uh, yeah. Virtual caches can now be adopted. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cool. cool. I know someone who did it hide hide theirs. And it was in the very first first, um, go around around of them being given out again. 
makes me wonder, makes me wonder if, it's if it's still available, available since he didn't, he didn't hit, hit his, his deadline. deadline. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, still can't, still figure, can't out figure out the echo. Yeah. And uh, we did try a couple of things. I muted and she still heard the echo and I don't hear her echo. So something weird is going on. We're not quite sure. Um, next up, a couple more. We've got uh, HQ's 20th, 20th anniversary celebration is now scheduled for August 20th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a 20th celebration 22 years down the line. Yes, uh, yes. So you can... I think uh, Geo Woodstock is also now, I believe, scheduled for 2022 to coincide. So now you can mark your calendars. Hopefully by next year, everything will be almost totally back to normal. Oh, we'll yeah. yeah. Borders, yeah. Open. Borders open. So yeah. many so people many are going to show, gonna up, show for up for that event. event. Yeah. And Canada is going to be the, the big question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the latest little bit of news, souvenirs are now sortable. You can sort them in your profile and that setting will stick for presentation for your public profile. You can sort them chronologically or alphabetically and that will stick around. Yeah, so that was a yeah. little benefit that a lot of people had been looking forward to. I like that I there's like a count, there's a count of, them of them now too. Right. I can remember, I can remember physically, physically counting for a yeah. challenge, challenge <laughs> Going through all those rows, multiplying by four. Exactly. Sure exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't right. seen I haven't a challenge, challenge based, on based on statistics, statistics lately. lately. Really? On souvenir statistics? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, oh, yes. Yeah. That's souvenir statistics. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really because there's so many souvenirs now. I remember when uh, there was a challenge for 50 souvenirs and, you know, that was kind of thrown that's out the window as soon as we had big. 30 yeah. days yeah. of August. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, they just kept bumping them up higher and higher. Now it's, it's almost pointless to put a souvenir challenge out because... There's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. So this topic for today came in a way from an email that came in uh, asking, if I can't make it a real challenge cache by Groundspeak rules, what are my options? So we are talking about personal challenges and goals and another concept called the unchallenge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so these are basically goals that either can't be used as a challenge uh, because of guidelines and they're disallowed or they just don't have statistics to back them up. Uh, like a good example might be FTFs. It's not an official statistic Project GC does, but you can't make a challenge based on FTFs. But a lot of people still look at that and and find ways to uh, to challenge themselves and just keep some kind of statistic on that. And you're going to find someone somewhere that's going to want to chat, chat about that. Oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these could be personal goals and side games, competitive or not, if you've got friends who are also doing it. Um, and unchallenges. It, I, there may or may not be an official definition, but generally speaking, they're often created as uh, regular or traditional caches. Um, and with a side goal that's not required to log it as found. So you could do that as well as signing the log and logging it found, and then kind of you get bragging rights if you complete the, uh, the unchallenge along mm -hmm, with the mm -hmm. cache. Some cache owners might keep leaderboards as well, um, but per the guidelines, qualification for those is not required to log it as found. But they're still fun, and there's a lot of motivation, and it's 
motivation more than a smiley uh, because they're personal goals and challenges. So we have a few uh, ideas. I posted in the challenge, uh, what was it called? Challenge Cash Lovers, I think challenge it is. Cash challenge Cash Fans. Challenge Cash Fans, yeah. To find out what, what sorts of personal goals people have been uh, pushing towards, especially during a pandemic, um, and, uh, and what sort of things they're working on, whether long-term or short-term. And there, there, were were a lot, lot there were a lot of responses. Oh, yeah. That a variety. variety. And some of them I have seen as challenge caches. So uh, undoubtedly, there are quite a number of uh, things people are doing just, just for themselves that are actual challenge caches, which is great. And that's another aspect of it because, you know, it's a personal challenge. You may not have seen if a challenge cache is out there, but if it's a personal challenge and you do it, if you come across the challenge cache, you could log it found. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I already mentioned FTFs. I know for me personally, there is one that I'm still working on, which I'm happy for today, <laughs> uh, is the monthly got FTF got streak. I got it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> there is a video coming, but uh, yes, keeping up a monthly FTF streak. And there are so many people who are working on that monthly FTF streak. And uh, I, I can't, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Project GC will have a stat for it, but I'm not sure what the highest or the longest monthly streak is, but I know it's at least a couple of hundred uh, months every month with an FTF. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you keep track of your FTFs with Project GC? I no, I, no. I keep track, I keep of, them track of them on my, geo my geocaching profile. profile. And, and when I when, when I, I use what I use to public display my stats, my stats, I just go, I just numbers, go with numbers, not mm. not not the name not of the, the name caches. of the caches. Right. Yeah. I, I keep a, a bookmark list as well. There okay. is a trick okay. with uh, with Project GC. It will track logs that have a special tag in it and track that as an FTF. I, I kind of personally like to use a bookmark list because then you can add your own little info to it as mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. and uh, you can rename it and sort it and then, you know, mention who else you were with at the time if you want to. Um, so I kind of like that. And then it's really easy access because you can bookmark the bookmark list. Yeah, I really, <laughs> yeah, like, I really bookmark like bookmark list for that reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, with that bookmark list, I've mentioned the first, because it's easily sortable, you can mention the first month that you've got an FTF and then uh, all of, you can track, you can look at the dates and then say, okay, yes, month, 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 month. And then you can track your longest your, or your current monthly FTF streak. That's a popular one. So what is your, so streak? what is your streak? Uh, with this month, it is now 70 months. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah. Was it 20, 2015? I think I started. I can't remember. It's in my bookmark list. That is impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. It sounds like, sounds stress, like stress to me. To me. <laughs> it's, well, and that's the thing. It sounds like a lot, but then there's, again, there's people who have like one to 200 or more months. And that to me is just nuts. <laughs> I mean, but then it's the same sort of thing with daily streaks, mm -hmm, right? It's mm -hmm. like, uh, if you have a 100 day streak, like that's just crazy. But then you've got people who have a couple thousand and more. Like <laughs> it's, I think it, there's like a, a curve and it's it shoots up high really quick and then tapers off so it's like super impressive to a lot of people at the low end but then you know when you get it yeah um or or uh or find counts if you say 
to somebody new that you've got 1,000 cash fines. That's like, what? That's nuts. That's crazy. Right, right. But 1,000, when you think about it, isn't all that much in the grand scheme. Um, so, I mean, it's all Perspective. relative. Perspective. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's all relative. Uh, another one is the FTF DT grid. So Project GC will also map out those uh, FTF caches, but some people try to fill up their difficulty and terrain grid with first to, first to finds. <laughs> I haven't looked at that one yet because <laughs> there, there's you can't target DTs. You literally have to watch for newly placed, newly published caches, and see that it's a DT that you need, and then be the first to get it. Like that to me is just even more intense. That's a lot. That's out a lot of your out control. of your control. Going to take patience. Take patience. Right. You really have to be watching and probably be willing to travel a great distance <laughs> just in case. If you see one that's like three, four plus hours away and that's a DT you need and it's rare, you better be ready to go. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and just finding, just our, finding way our way of saying like so many like challenges, so many challenges the difficulty the difficulty is partially, partially dependent, dependent on, where you live. on where you live. That's yeah. my problem. That's my problem. <laughs> Yeah, and, and again, that's one of the things about challenge caches is that the reviewers will know the regions and um, the, the challenge should be rated for basically your local community. Because if you've, if you've got 2,000 caches within 100 kilometers, well, way more than 2,000 probably, within 100 kilometers, then a challenge that has to do with a quantity of fines probably isn't going to be all that hard. But if you live, say, out in the boonies... <clears throat> and within 50 kilometers, there's like 100 caches, then that, a challenge in that area for high count will be a lot harder. So it's it's going to be relative. I, I still remember going to Nevada, and uh, we were doing the ET Highway, and there were there were a couple challenges there, and one of them was like, it was like the bronze, silver, and gold, so the three levels. And the bronze was uh, something like 20,000 fines. That was easy. <laughs> because... In Nevada, there's so many power trails and thousands and thousands and thousands of caches that probably people on average there have something like 15 plus thousand fines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's all relative. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned that with, D, with uh, the fizzy grids, with the complete DT grids as well, because in my area, at least, we've got so many um, power trails on lakes and rivers and series that... Uh, that, and geoarts that cover high difficulties and high terrains. So it's really easy for people in this vicinity to have a very high uh, fizzy loop count. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so when we say most people have like 20 to 25 uh, fizzy grids, some people are just like, what? That's nuts. <laughs> I have two. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just say, hey, you're welcome to come here and start finding all those rare DTs that you don't have at home. But Makes for a great, yeah. for a great vacation. Yeah. And that's why you can't really compare your stats with other people because uh, the impressiveness, if you want to call it that, of somebody's geocaching statistics is really reliant on their home area. Right, like, right. It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's based, and on, it's based personality, on personality, whatever you're whatever fancy to do. Fancy to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and another one for FTFs. This one is a good example of one that doesn't, well, yeah, it doesn't have a statistic that can be tracked. No, it's also no. a side game. We've got Snag the Tag. Yeah. Which is the, little, the real game of FTFs. 
It's it's FTF only. only. There's nothing. There's nothing past FTF. FTF. (laughs) It is literally one person finds a hidden tag and nobody else can find it. It is a. It is. This is the treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, the idea behind that, if you don't know what snag the tag is, uh, the uh, I guess it's an organization now. They uh, they have little games or themes and. They sell hider packs, so geocachers can uh, buy this hider pack, which includes a little something for them, plus uh, a couple of tags that they can hide. The tags have a tracking code, not a geocaching tracking code, but a code that you can enter on snagthetag.com. So when those hiders go out and hide the tag, finders, once it get pu- gets published randomly during the game period, somebody will run out and grab the tag, find it and take it. Nobody else can find it, report it as found and then report that special code on snagthetag.com. And you, then they, you will for free plus shipping, <laughs> you will get the, um, uh, partner geocoin. So they actually mint and create full legitimate geocoins with unique tracking codes that are partnered with each and every tag. So, if you want to hunt a snag the tag, you want to find that tag, and then you will have a uh, basically a collector's uh, very limited edition snag the tag. Right, and right. If you give me one second, I will grab the uh, Knights of the Templar, Templar Knights, Knights of the Templar, Knights of the Templar, <laughs> Knights of the Templar. Uh, uh, Geo coins for snag the tag. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. One second. So, so I've gone I've out. Gone out to find, to find Knights, of the, Knights Templar, of the Templar and the spy one. I forget what they exactly called that. They called that. I had to go out I had to, to try, out to try, to try the spy one two different, two different times. And then, and I, then I got the Knights, got of, the the Knights of the Templar in a relatively, relatively easy, easy time when someone, when someone hit one close to my home. Yeah. So here's an example. This is one of the tags and so this was hidden went and found it got it first and then eventually you get the partner tag uh, geocoin that goes with it this geocoin is designed to be a holder for the tag so they kind of go hand in hand yeah and they're 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 so big yeah this is nice and heavy yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, and, and they've got other ones. I think the new one coming up is Sherlock Holmes-themed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think the geocoin, if I recall, is Sherlock's hat. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Uh, or his, or brother's, his hat. brother's hat. Oh, right? that too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Two different hyder packs, packs you could, you could have choose to buy. Choose to buy. Yeah, and they're adding, they're, they're doing a little more with the box this time as well, I believe. Yeah, I didn't buy it, and I regret it. (laughs) I didn't even know that they were selling. I just saw the post that they were all sold out. They go fast. They do. Yeah, if you want one, uh, then you've got to be on the ball. Get the notification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so both on the ball ball to buy a hider pack, pack, as well as as find the ones that get hidden. hidden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So another one is City Geocaching Challenges. I know... uh, Emily, you have a little info about that. Yeah, so I yeah, just completed, so I just completed one, this one this past weekend. weekend. 
in Oregon, in Oregon it is really, it is really popular, popular for a city, for a city or, park or, and or park and rec department, department to put on, to a, put challenge. on a challenge. And so the one and I so did the one was I did in Central, Central Point, Oregon. Oregon. And, and they hid they 21, 21 caches. And once you and got, once those, got 21 those 21 caches, caches you could redeem, you could redeem them, them for a coin, for a prize. coin prize. And this one, and this, one um, um, this this theme was theme it. The, the, what is this? What is the this? Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet? Yep. Yes. That's yes. awesome. So I had to learn, so I had a, little to learn a little bit about, bit the, about Infinity the Infinity Gauntlet. Have you not seen the Marvel movies? No, no. The event. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you'll enjoy it then. Once you, once you watch the Avengers and get through all of that Infinity Saga, then that coin will have more meaning. <laughs> <laughs> so, some, so some, it's really it's neat really with, a, with a, um, if you're able, if to, you're partner able to partner with a, city, with a city or an organization, or an organization they can put, they can a, lot put a lot of resources, of resources behind, behind, a behind a challenge and maybe have, and a, maybe really have awesome a really prize awesome like prize that. like that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's very similar to GeoTours uh, where an organization will create a whole bunch of actual geocaches that people can find. Um, sometimes they'll add little bonus rewards for completing the geotour as well. I've done one that wasn't a geotour, but they created their own geocaches like a geotour and gave their own mm -hmm, prize, mm -hmm. a geocoin that wasn't trackable because it's not an official tour. <laughs> but they minted a coin as a prize for completing their pseudo geocaches. So, I mean, right, it's, it's right. a I try to do, I try these, to do these as often as, often as, I, can as I can when they're presented in Oregon. In Oregon. Mm. And there's another and there's one another coming, one up, coming up, up on May 22nd, 22nd in, in Sutherland, Sutherland, Oregon. Oregon. You guys can you look, guys that, can up look that up if you're interested. You're interested. Mm. And usually and there's, usually an, there's event an event to go with, this, go with this, but since but there's since no there's events, no events published 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 so we also have uh, a lot of people are doing unofficial events because of the <laughs> events not being published. Um, and if you recall, GC8 NEAT was a locationless cache that was opened up for public logging. Logging one time, but it's an encouragement to go out and clean up your local or, or wherever you are, clean up some, uh, some trash. And uh, so a lot of people... Can, potent can log it multiple times, or you could edit your log, or at, like, there's, there's lots of options you could do. You can only have one find log on it, though. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with all these unofficial events, <laughs> not so much virtual, but gatherings of friends, uh, hopefully, legally, <laughs> um, that, that's one, uh, another thing that people are doing to uh, to pass the time and... Yeah. To feel, to feel, fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that always seems to come up, <clears throat> another little challenge that people like to do with these souvenir challenges, uh, now that we have this concept of finding a, uh, a, a souvenir inside a cache um, th and adding that to your collection so that you can unlock the souvenirs. It wasn't a souvenir. Attribute. It was, uh, attribute. At was it an at well? At well, it's the little the little card. I forget what it's called, <clears throat> like the little uh, location. Anyway, uh, people are trying <laughs> because sometimes they're so easy to find uh, or so easy to get all of the souvenirs. Some people are trying are not trying to find the souvenirs. So uh, if when this when the souvenir promo starts, they're just going to cash normally 
and then see how long it takes them to get all of the souvenirs. <laughs> right, right. In non-pandemic non times, I had to be, I had to be very strict, but with but such, a, such a, long a long time, time that our challenges are going, are going on, on. I, ch I, ch I, ch I after a big day of caching this weekend for, for the challenge, for the challenge I was really, I was really curious if I would have met it, and I came and one, I came icon, one short. icon short. Mm. But I didn't, but even, I try, didn't even try, and I, and I only came, only one, came short. one short. Yeah, right. Because they can be spread very distant, but if you're not watching for which caches have which, uh, whatever the word is, <laughs> um, then you, you, you like if you do a power trail, you could complete the entire souvenir series in one power trail if you find enough. Um, the, the different tiers of souvenirs make it a little more difficult because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you might find caches that you can't get a souvenir yet because you haven't completed the prior tier. Uh, so long power trails help with that. It's an interesting thing. You, it, I find that the people who like to do those are the ones who, who tend to be not as enthusiastic about the souvenir promos themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they, they don't want to make effort to find them, but they'll see how long it takes them to get it with just normal caching. Yeah. Yeah. Again, teach again, their teach own. own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so there are other geocaching related activities that can't be used as challenges because they break the guidelines. And there, we could have a whole show about those, <laughs> about <laughs> um, uh, challenges that can't be challenges. <clears throat> And uh, you know, the nice thing about that is that if you really want to, you can do it yourself. Um, for, for one good example, we have uh, a few uh, pre-moratorium challenges called well-squared challenges, which is all about traveling. And kind of like Delorum challenge, uh, you're trying to find caches within certain coordinate squares, coordinate grids, and covering the entire province or region or whatever. And uh, the harder ones are the ones that are obviously the smaller uh, grid sizes. And uh, we, you can't create those challenges now, but it's still fun to be able to do that, tra to travel and then see the entire region fill up with those, uh, those squares, mm -hmm, found mm -hmm. a cache within each one of those squares. That's just one example. <clears throat> We also have uh, another very popular challenge that a, that a lot of people love to do. Not tending to be difficult, but fun and social. And that's the Geo Challenge of the Month from the Geocaching Vlogger and Cache Advance. Yes, I yes, always I look always forward, look forward, to, forward to, what to what it is. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they don't tend to be difficult. It's usually just find one thing that qualifies. It could be a certain cache type. Uh, it could be a size. It could be... Uh, a theme, but something relatively simple because the whole idea is just to get out and have fun and submit your uh, su submit a photo or log or whatever. And uh, at the end of the month, then uh, Joshua will do a random draw and reward one, no, three people, three, third, three. third mm -hmm. second, and first with uh, special geo challenge geo coins. So that's a fun one to do because you get to watch. Other people do it as well. There's a Facebook group where you can post your qualification and uh, a number of vloggers will create videos for it as well. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they have been doing, I don't know, do you know how, how many years they've been doing it now? 
Oh, maybe oh, three, three, or four? three or four. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think so. I have uh, yeah. one second place one. So there's the second place coin. Coin. Nice. Yeah, they yeah, all. They're. Yeah. I think they're all the same design, but different colors. But different. <laughs> but different colors. This one's yeah, green. This one's so, green. Yeah, they're very coveted. <laughs> this month. This month is to is find, to a, find cache a cache that was hidden, that was hidden before, before you started, you started geocaching. geocaching. So it could yeah. be so hard for some and easy for others. I had I a had a cache identified this weekend to find, but it was in a graveyard, and the graveyard closed before I got there. So I'll have to get it later this month. <laughs> yeah, and just today I was looking at one and I was really hoping to be able to get it, but I didn't have enough time to get there. So that's fine. It's really far away. And there's a number. I've got to find a cache that's older than 2009, June 2009. Not too hard, but it, it, see, and this is one where the challenge might be simple, but you can have a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it, it might just be a matter of, oh, just go out, find a cache, take a p selfie with it, and there you go. But what fun is that? Right? You make your own fun. You do. Enjoy. You do. A lot of times, a lot of you're, times right. you're right. For the challenge, for the challenge I'll, look I'll look for something, for something really, really interesting, interesting to make, to that, make picture, that picture really something. Really something. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Rich Reagan got uh, September 2000 yesterday, so easily qualified. Well that done. Well done. is a coveted oldie. <laughs> Those old ones are getting rare, those 2000. They are, publishes. they are. Mm -hmm. uh, Curious KDB has two GeoVlogger coins. Nice, nice. The Geo Challenge. <laughs> now, there's another one. So, we talked about the Jasmer Challenge before, which is finding a geocache that is published in every month since geocaching began. But uh, we also, I think we briefly covered the fact that now... If you were to start now, the highest Jasmer loop count you can get is four. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I, be I believe it's August 2000. There are only four remaining geocaches active in the world right, that right. you can find to qualify for that month. So that quadruple Jasmer <laughs> is another potentially... Per I don't think you can publish a challenge cache for a quad Jasmer because it's ridiculously difficult to complete. Um, you have to travel overseas to get the fourth one. And uh, so it's a good personal challenge to work towards. Um, if you haven't, especially for some of those old ones, North America, you, you've pretty much got three covered of almost every month. Uh, so it's something that we can all work towards in the North America side. But to find a fourth for every month... That's a long-term goal. And yes, I don't know, yes, I, like, huge, I don't know how close you are to it. I've got, I think, two two or three months left. And one of them is overseas. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'm maybe, I'm maybe about, about 10, 10 months away months from away a, double, from a Jasmer. double Jasmer. Ooh. I, 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 don't remember I don't remember exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it does, double Jasmer isn't too hard. The thing with the Jasmer is that you do have to travel uh, to find some of those old ones. But there's still quite a lot in North America. So if you like to travel or you're able to travel, then it's not too hard to get a double, maybe a triple. Exactly. exactly. Like I know for, like me, I know for me, that's, that's the kind of kind vacation, vacation I want to do. do. A vacation, a vacation where, where I'm accomplishing, accomplishing something, something um, um, super, super interesting, interesting to the geocaching community. community and, and you know it's going you know to be a good time for your hobby. Your hobby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Rich has also said that uh, some people work on their fifth, sixth, and seventh Jasmer. And see, that's another good trick because you can. That, this would be a personal one. Uh, statistics wouldn't be able to, or a, a challenge, if you could publish one, wouldn't be able to say, accept this it, one. Right, right. But why but not? Why, why, why stop? stop? Right. Like if you know that <laughs> like all that, the other like months have, have seven, eight or more uh, qualifying challenges, get as many as you can. <laughs> Like exactly, go for that exactly. fifth, sixth, seventh if you can, knowing that while well, you can only get up to four in August two thousand, so that, that's another good. Uh, we still we still recognize it. Those of us Those who, of us know, who that know that fact, fact we know. We know. We're going to we're going to think your accomplishment is awesome. Yeah, or or like a variant Jasmer where you find all of the uh, oldest caches or all of the uh, caches, the oldest caches in your country that were placed and available. And so obviously that will only go back to a certain month, the oldest in your country. You won't necessarily get May 2000 and those old ones in order to qualify for that challenge. So there's lots of variants you can, you can do with that as well. I think that's the key to a lot of these personal challenges is you can make uh, your own parameters and work towards completing them. Yeah, and it might yeah, inspire, inspire someone, someone else who never thought, who thought, thought of doing, doing that, doing that angle, angle on a personal, on a personal challenge. challenge. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometime in the future there will be a stat or they'll loosen up a bit. Who knows? Another one that just came up that I saw, which was, I think it was really interesting. Another variant is a Jasmer for each cache type where it's possible. Ooh. So, yeah. Basically looking at all of the months where a cache of a certain type has been published and then finding that cache type in all of the Okay, so there's still still might be holes in it. Right. Okay, okay. If, uh, yeah, because obviously, say, where it goes haven't existed for the first few years, so those won't be relevant. Um, It would have to be, you would have to have a graph of all of the months where there is an active cache published or a findable cache, and then find all of those months. But I was an interesting one. I I haven't thought about looking at the cache type Jasmers yet. Very Rich true. says webcam jazz They're they're slowly geocache talk. Gary and, and Jesse, they should. Be, I, when was the last time they did a an update count on the webcams? Yeah, it's been a yeah, while. It's been a while. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to remind them. <laughs> uh, another one. This is a stat that you can see on your uh, Project GC stats. Um, it's the loneliest cache find some people like to call it unloved i call them lonely as and and my region at least we call them lonely caches yeah we call them them lonely yeah that haven't been found for a certain amount of time and a lot of people like to try to bump that period of time longer and longer so if cache hasn't been found in five years six years seven years then uh go out and find it and basically excuse me revive it we know Mm -hmm. that it's still Mm -hmm. there still findable but you're almost doing a favor to the community by finding those ones. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rich they're, also, they're also called neglected. neglected. Yeah. That's another, that's another word. Yeah. So you can... Uh, Cashly will show those. I think it's after one year. So if you are in Cashly and you look at the map, uh, there will be a little icon for um, for lonely caches. The, the pin will have a different symbol on it uh, if it's at least a year lonely. Um Otherwise, you would have to do a search and filter out 
the last find for however long ago that you want to find. Project GC will have tools for that as well. Um, <clears throat> we have another one that uh, was mentioned is a county alphabet challenge where <laughs> that, that was kind of interesting. That, that would definitely be a personal challenge. Finding a cache in all the counties that start with every different letter of the alphabet. <laughs> I don't think there's any region that has that many counties, <laughs> that many qualifying counties. Wait, that wait, feels like all the, all the, finding a cache. Where is, where if is you, this? so, uh, finding a, if you were to find a cache in, uh, I can't think of a county. My county is Waterloo. So that would count as W. Uh huh. Uh huh. So if you were to find, uh, caches, in counties and take their first letters, you want to complete the alphabet of counties. In a certain in a certain region. I think it's anywhere. I mean I don't think I don't think you could do I don't think any region would have a full alphabet of counties. <laughs> but yeah, overall, yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm curious. very curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like finding a, a a county that starts with X. Q is probably more common than we think. Probably probably. But Quincy, yeah, kind of an old-fashioned kind of old last, name. last name. Yeah, they might have they been might named, have named after, after somebody. Yeah, that would be a fun one to uh, to map out as well, because you would have to if you could get a map of all of the U.S. and Canadian counties within the provinces and states, and then basically highlight which ones start with which letters. You could potentially plan a trip to complete that alphabet challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there is a checker for that. There, I don't think there will be a, well, if there is a checker for it, it would be a pre-moratorium challenge. Um, but if there is, then uh, then we'd already have a way to, to see. You wouldn't be able to publish a challenge cache with that, but if there is a checker, then at least you can run it and check it against your stats. Uh, Rich says that of the ones where he's found, the Q and X are allowed anywhere in the county name. Makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not ridiculously sure. hard. <clears throat> um, I think a really popular personal challenge goal a lot of people do is to fill, especially, well, maybe right now during pandemic, is to fill that year grid of found dates. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. finding caches on every date from January 1st to December 31st of any year. And both Project GC and uh, geocaching.com show that that grid, so you can see your date found grid. Yeah, and there's different yeah, there's ways, different you, can ways you can this. take this. Mm. I've chosen, I've chosen to, ignore to ignore the birthday, birthday finds, finds um, <laughs> type of challenge. Type of challenge. It, hasn't, it, hasn't it hasn't caught, caught my attention, my attention yet. yet. Mm -hmm. um, that, that one is an interesting one because there's no real way likely outside of Project GC, to search for those easily. The The birthday cache is one where you find it on the date, the month and day that it was published. Mm -hmm. So it was, mm -hmm. if it was published March 7th, 2014, you want to find it March 7th this of year. Any year. Of any year. Yeah. Of any yeah. year. <clears throat> so completing a year grid, somebody is doing that, but completing a year grid of cache birth dates, that is... You know, it's probably not too hard. You would just, <laughs> again, you would have to map out which caches qualify for each date of the year that you haven't done that yet. So you could potentially complete that in a full year if you've got caches placed every date of the year 
in a reasonable distance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> yeah. Curious, curious. KDB says, says I'm working I'm on the date, date in mystery, and I have and 55, I have 55, 65 65 left. Sixty-five. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's, that's that was just the next one I was going to mention was the uh, a very popular one, the uh, the hidden date. Uh, so mm -hmm, that hidden mm -hmm. hidden grid, <clears throat> finding a cache hidden on every date of the year. Uh, that's another one that is tough to search for, but there are scripts. You can use GSAC as a tool to, to find those as well. Um, we'll have that listed as another how-to topic for a future show, uh, how to make things like a little quick script that will match uh, data like that. That was that one was one where when I first, when I first saw, saw the, the, my, progress my progress on it without, on it, without, without having, having even tried, tried. I saw I how saw close, how close I was, I was and, then and then I strategically, strategically finished it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's another one that's uh, annoying because when you get to, well, the date found grid, you have to prioritize finding a qualifying cache on that date. And so the closer you get to that date, you are actually going to do a deep search to find qualifying caches because <laughs> you don't want to wait another year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one that has come up, which I am now uh, working on, <laughs> that I love, is finding a ca finding a challenge cache on each date of the year. Yeah, there's a yeah, number, there's of, a number people of people working, working on, that. on that. Yeah, because now we have the challenge cache attribute, it's a lot easier to find matching caches. Mm -hmm. And so I never actually thought about that before, but so my, my date, my year date found grid for challenge caches is uh, fairly empty because <laughs> we have power trails of challenge caches. So we go out and we do a whole bunch of them in one day, but that's only one day. So right, right. there's been a whole lot of travel out and come back, travel out and come back, travel out and come back just to qualify. But it's fun because if you do keep track of all the ca all the challenge caches that you've qualified for, then you you already have access to a list of caches you can find. So it's just like doing a planning for a daily streak in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also another one that was mentioned is finding a different cache owner for every date of the year. Never, Never thought, of thought of that before. 365 or 66 different cache owners. <laughs> Trying to imagine, because if you, I feel if like, I feel that's, like not that's not so, so hard. hard. It's just going to be a matter, of, a matter of, the of the different days of the year. Yeah. And if you live in an area where a handful of geocachers hide loads of caches, then you might have to travel to find 366. This one sounds this like travel like would, would be your friend for accomplishing yeah. it. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to waste those uh, rare hiders on a date, on the same dates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like you'd want to find those rare hiders on different dates to qualify for different ones. Oh, that's a that's a one to think about. Uh, Kitty Catch asked, uh, "Date found for challenge caches would be great. Is there a challenge checker already for that? If you look at your project GC stats." The challenges tab has that. So they take all of the challenge caches that you found and provide pretty much all the same statistics that it can just for challenge caches, which is awesome. So that will have your uh, your year grid for challenge caches. 
Um, another one that I'm doing this year is fines per date. Because if you look at your uh, statistics for any fine count, any of the grids, uh, geocaching and Project GC will highlight the thresholds for different amounts. So they'll highlight the colors different for each grid square um, for more counts on that date. So a lot of people like to make challenges out of uh, going over the threshold to the next darkest color. Right, <laughs> and, right. Um, the one that I'm doing now is 11 fines per date. So so if you have 10 fines on a date, it's going to be one shade, but then one more to 11, and it knocks it down to the next darker shade. And so completing, finding at least 11 caches on that date and month of any year for that year grid is another fun one to stick on your calendar. It's like, find five caches on this date. Find four. Find one cache, which is great with the challenge caches on each date. Overlapping. I wonder, I wonder if different, different statistic programs have different, have different numbers, numbers that would, that make, would the make the darker color darker per day. Per day. Mm -hmm. And one of the annoying things is that I think Project GC and the geocaching profile have different thresholds as well. So this is one where you've got to choose. <laughs> it's, it's a personal one. You could do 11 yeah, per date. Yeah. You could do five. I think uh, earlier on, uh, somebody commented about trying to find five per date in the year grid. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, set a threshold and work on it because you can come back to it the next year and bump it up to the next amount if you want. Right, to. right. <laughs> I think I will I think never, I will never want one as long as, as, long as, as, I, as I, where I live. I just have, <laughs> I nothing, just have to nothing to find, to find <laughs> on, a regular, <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, it's kind of more for those uh, uh, very intense geocachers that are always finding loads as, as often as possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. We also have those very special unchallenges. And uh, as we mentioned, those are geocaches that are not listed as mysteries or well, they might be listed as mysteries, but they're not challenge caches. They don't have an ALR. You don't have to qualify for a challenge before finding it. And uh, we could go over a bunch of ideas. <clears throat> a lot of people, I think, now are recreating pre-moratorium challenges as unchallenges. Hmm, uh, hmm. Hiding a cache, listing it as a traditional, and then providing an optional, hey, if you want to, qualify for this challenge. And if you do, in your find log, we'll add you to a leaderboard and you can get credit for uh, qualifying. I haven't, I seen, haven't that. seen that. So I wonder if so that's, I wonder a, if that's regional a regional trend. trend. You could do a text search for unchallenge in a title and find a bunch. Um, they've been mentioned in the forums as well. And, you know, it's... The, the thing about unchallenges is that it allows people to, to to find the cash and who don't necessarily care about qualifying. Right, right. And, you know, and that's kind of the point. You wouldn't want... You, you also wouldn't be able to rate it for the challenge. You'd rate mm -hmm, it for mm -hmm. the cash uh, because the, the difficulty... The, the challenge is completely optional. But um, with the Ironman bingo, I've done that in a sense as well. So uh, in order to qualify, you've basically got to do a line on the bingo grid. But if you want to, you could do a whole bunch more. And if you are one of the first people or you're able to complete a higher goal, then you get added to a leaderboard list. So it's, a, it's like a little bit of an incentive to get people to try something a little more. 
Um, so I can kind of like the idea of unchallenges. And I like that, I like that idea. It's going to inspire, inspire somebody. somebody. Yeah. And it allows those old, really cool ideas uh, that can't be done anymore to live on. Whether people choose to do them or not, at least they're still around and might inspire people to try something a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rich, ooh, is, ooh. Rich is saying El Rojo 14 coined the unchallenged idea as far as he knows. Good to know. Yeah, I'm not, know. Sh- not sure when it officially <laughs> became a thing, but uh, yeah, I guess the unchallenge in the title. I-, I think there's a couple other definitions as well. I-, I did a search for some and some of them don't follow the same concept. So it- I guess it's kind of like challenge. There could be non-challenge caches that have challenge in the title. <laughs> right, it's not right. official. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so there are quite a few personal goals and ideas. And if you are in chat or you're watching or listening, uh, we'd love to hear about them. You know, we talk about challenge caches here, but they're not always just challenge caches. It's not always about the numbers. Uh, it's about goals and completing them and having fun while doing it. So absolutely, have, I've had, I've so, had so much geocaching, geocaching fun, fun that, isn't, that necessarily isn't necessarily official. official. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> some people like to say everybody caches their own way, but mm-hmm. within the guidelines, sure, you can set your own, uh, your own missions, your own goals, especially, see, personally, I like when there's themes. Uh, like if you're trying to accomplish some kind of, uh, like a narrative or, just a thematically related set of caches, then that to me is more interesting. And it's kind of making me want to publish some unchallenges now based on that. <laughs> make a, make <laughs> That's a, why we have, we have this uh, podcast. Uh, podcast. We want to inspire, inspire, even if it's, yeah. even if it's ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you have any uh, questions or, um, or, or challenges, uh, then please send an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. We get them and we see them and we like them. And so we love getting them. Uh, and uh, we might talk about it on the show. It might become a topic. It might become a, uh, a quick Q&A. Uh, but yeah, please do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's about time to get into our first game, our monthly game, The Wheel of Challenges. Okay, let's see if I can get this right this time. (laughs) The Wheel of Challenges. (laughs) I I love it. it. Very well done. done. (laughs) I I had to try something there. (laughs) Um, So one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against The Wheel. Have a chance to win the grand prize, which is a one-year membership to Project GC. To enter, send an email with a subject containing spin me, doesn't have to be in quotes, just spin me, followed by your geocaching username in brackets. We had issues with that in the past, just so that we know what's clear, what your geocaching username is in brackets in the subject line, and the answer to the following question. And the first verified user gets the wheel. And your profile will be checked live on Project GC, and if you qualify you will win. And your question for this month, let's see if you've been paying attention to the news, is what is the official color of this year's Geocaching International Film Festival? Yeah, we yeah, didn't even we talk, didn't about, even talk about, this about this on this episode. episode. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever have submitted, you ever a, submitted gift a gift film? I haven't submitted a gift film yet. It's very, very tempting. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. And a lot of vloggers tend to do that as well. They'll, they'll uh, well, quite a number of vloggers have submitted uh, videos uh, in pr previous years. Mm -hmm. you know, geocaching mm -hmm. vlogger won one year for when he submitted one. That was mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. ago, but it's an awesome one. And uh, so it's, it's a great way to get people interested in creating videos as well. I don't feel like I, don't I have feel any, like of, I have any skills, of the skills, but I, but love, I love watching what, watching people, what create. people create. Mm -hmm. Especially very creative, creative people. And it's always good to highlight uh, creativity, not necessarily quality. Because there could be some really, really awesome videos that, you know, it's beginner video makers and, you know. But, they, it's, but they've still been, still been great. Right. It's, it's entertaining. And so, yeah. And since it's and from, since around, it's from the world, around the world, you get a, you get a uh, different, uh, different flavors, flavors of geocaching. Right. <laughs> some of the best videos of recent years have not been native English videos. <laughs> right, right. I agree. So I agree. Watch, watch for that. That's going to be later this year as well. And we'll see who submits videos and who's qualify for being in the actual festival. We have answers coming in. And the first person to, <coughs> excuse me, send in the, uh, the correct answer is bloody cool. Bloody cool. Bloody cool. <laughs> the answer is, of course, yellow. So now we get to load up. The wheel. Well, once I get it loaded up. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, we'll get to spin it. Right about now. If you are listening and not watching, the wheel of challenges is active. And we now have Bloody Cool. Which one is going to pop in? Spinning, spinning, click, 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 click. Really need to get. Oh. <gasps> oh. Wait, which mystery one? Which one? The hard one? hard one? It's the five difficulty mystery puzzle challenge of the century. One Q A B C. And this one. <laughs> this may be the last time it shows up in a show. G C one Q A B C mystery puzzle challenge of the century. It is published by Jacob Barlow. It is a 5-5 in Nevada. It has shown up in prior episodes. And the challenge is to find 100 mystery puzzle caches. Okay, okay. That's it. <laughs> I don't know why it's a 5-5. It was published <laughs> in 2009. There are still plenty of mystery caches around there. So, well, everywhere. <clears throat> I don't know why it's 100, but... Let's see if uh, Bloody Cool qualifies. Uh, so in this browser, you can see that there is a challenge checker off to the side. That's because I have the Project GC browser script installed. And so it will add a little section on the website listing all of the checkers that are associated with the GC you're looking at, just in case the owner hasn't put a link to it in the, uh, the cache description. <clears throat> so if we load up the checker for this challenge... And stick the profile name in. Bloody cool. 
All right, here All we right. go. Here we go. Select it and drum roll. Qualified! Congratulations! <laughs> that is finally a qualification on that one. That is the second. We've had one uh, not qualified and one qualified. So with two qualifi qualifications now, we are going to replace that with another five difficulty challenge. Isn't that Isn't something that, that something our wheel, that our wheel goes, goes to the same, to the challenges, same challenges, challenges every time? Every time. <laughs> it's not rigged. It's not rigged. It's like, come on, let's get some other ones. <laughs> yeah. So congrats, Bloody Cool. We'll be in touch so that uh, you will get your Project GC one-year membership. <clears throat> uh, so another thing we like to do is highlight a bunch of challenges that people send in. We... Uh, do another draw for our special geocoin, the Challenge Talk geocoin, which we now give away one per month to a lucky random uh, random winner. So that's another reminder. Make sure you send in your challenge caches that you qualify for each month. You have to, you can qualify anytime, but you have to sign the log that month in order to be entered into the draw. So email challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com, include the challenge cash GC code and photos or stories if you want to Love share. Love to see them. Yeah, we have a good one to show that I, that, uh, I thought was really cool. All right, uh, all right. One that has come in from Kitty Catch, and it is GC5FENX, the Know Your Local Challenge, uh, Local Cacher Challenge. And we've seen a few, I've seen a few of these like this around my area. It's four and a half difficulty. Uh, this one is in Australia. And the challenge is to, uh, uh, where's the rules? There's the rules. Uh, you must first complete the challenge portion of this cache by finding 30 caches in Queensland, but they have to be, uh, of, uh, this means finding three different cache types per cacher belonging to 10 different cachers. So you're looking for 10 different cache owners and three cache types of each owner for 30 okay, caches okay. from among the list of qualifying cache types. That's cool. That's cool. And it's an interesting one because, yeah, like I've, I've seen uh, finding different cache owner challenges. I mean, there are probably so many out there. Um. But it's it's a good one because it gets you kind of used to doing the searches for for uh, caches. I remember trying to find one where you had to find caches w including numbers, so a cache owner that started with, with each of the numbers from one to nine and zero. And so finding a cache owner that started with seven for at least around here was extremely rare. So everybody always went to the same cache. There was only one cacher with that. It started with seven. So everybody always found their caches for this challenge. These things, <clears> happen. These things happen. But Kitty Catch has a story to share with that. Uh, she sent over this story. She says, uh, we had a lot of fun with this challenge as we could not sign the logbook unless we'd already qualified. We only discovered the cache while driving 200 kilometers towards Toowoomba, the city where the cache was located, we decided to go for it and work together in the car to identify and qualifying caches on our phones. We found some that we could pick up on our drive and had to solve a few puzzles, including a jiggity jigsaw puzzle. 
and then stopped and found the caches along the way. We climbed a few trees, completed a two-hour hike, and were really happy to get a quick response from one of the CEOs when the container for a multi could not be found. Hmm. The challenge hmm. cache itself was supposed to be an easy find. Well, of course it wasn't. It took about 45 minutes of searching in, a, in quite a large rock pile that had been overgrown with nettles and lantana. Don't know what lantana is. Yeah. To find the big peanut butter jar. But success was very sweet. They decided to go for this challenge on the same trip. <laughs> That's what got me. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yeah, it sounds That's like, like starting, they, starting fresh. Yeah, they, they were passing by the challenge like, oh, do we qualify? And then they did the search to find qualifying caches to qualify and then find the cache as well. And you're not going to stop, gonna that, stop search. that search. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After, yeah. after all that work. Yeah, you, you yeah, are going to spend 45 minutes, 45 minutes to look. To look. <laughs> yeah, after all that work. Yeah, and they completed a jiggity jigsaw puzzle on the road. Like, that's impressive. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Good job, kitty catch. <laughs> uh, next up, we have one from Curious KDB. It is uh, comes in many sizes challenge. This one <clears throat> is a Ford difficulty by the Thumpy in Massachusetts. And this one requires collecting seven different cash container sizes in one day. Different container sizes. That is all of the sizes. So mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. ca oh, can you name all of the cash sizes? All seven? Other, other, micro, micro, small, small, regular, regular, large, large. What is that? What is that? Five, five, five. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them can't be chosen now. I think one, one of them can't. Oh, be chosen. no, not chosen. not chosen. Wait, isn't, Wait, that, what, <laughs> isn't that what other, other, no, others? no. Oh, oh, so other so and other not, and not chosen. chosen. So I don't know. So the I don't seventh. know the seventh. One more is virtual. Oh, is that oh, a, is that a? Yep. Cool. cool. So they they tried to um, organize the ca the cache sizes a little better, so one of them can't be selected anymore, or they're restricted to the types. So yeah, not chosen uh, is intended to be kind of a, a a mystery thing. You're not supposed to know what it is. There's no description about the size. Other is like it it doesn't it doesn't match a size and virtual is for earth caches and virtuals. Okay, okay. Basically. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But finding all seven of them, it would take uh in one day takes a whole lot of effort because you've gotta have them within, say, driving distance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh and potentially some very rare sizes. Is this an, is old, this challenge? an old challenge? This one was 2012, yeah, January 1st, yeah. 2012. And there is a checker associated with it, but not in the listing. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was just an interesting one to, uh, if you were to try for that, you would have to do some extra work. <laughs> Next up, we have one from Rich Reagan, who sent in GC55XP0. That one is the Big Call Challenge, Nifty 50. The names, the names are creative. so creative. <laughs> and I have no and idea what, what this challenge, challenge is. <laughs> from the name. It's, from the name. It's, it's, it's a good one, too. So this one is... Uh, uh, so with over 6 million registered cashers, there are less than 500 charter 
members. Charter members are those cashers who were the first paid premium members back in the 2002 through early 2003 timeframe and who have maintained continuous paying membership since. And there are very few people left. The challenge is to find caches placed by 50 charter members. Have you, have you heard of charter members before? Yes. Yes. And I would think, a, I would lot think a lot of people don't know what don't charter, know what charter, members, charter are. members are. Right. And, and that's, one, that's one reason why I wanted to show this one. Yeah. yeah I'm, intrigued. I'm intrigued by this. Mm -hmm. by this. So you would have to do a, uh, there is a list. Um, uh, so yeah, mountain bike geocaching HQ lackey has a list of all of the charter members, which you can check out It's linked in the description. And so from that list, you could do a search for geocaches placed by them and go and find them to qualify. Uh, what's that? 11,000. Oh, these are all the geocaches oh, that are placed okay. by the okay. Are those, are those, those aren't locations, those aren't locations, those are hiders. Those are hiders. Listed yeah, there. so one, there. one column is the, the hider name, and then they've got the cache, cache information available as well. Yeah, it's, it's a full um, spreadsheet of all the properties, all the qualifying caches that I guess are, I think they're still active um, and findable. Oh, nope, there's an archive column. Mm -hmm. So uh, it does list whether the cache is archived or not. So, this yeah, could potentially, potentially span a lot, lot of territory. Of territory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I haven't looked at I don't even know if there's a charter member. I'm pretty sure we've got a at least a charter member or two in Ontario. I haven't even, I haven't, I've got to look that up. That's interesting. It is, it is. <clears throat> so new tidbit for people. <laughs> uh, next up, we have one in from AWOL. It is GC58YMH. All terrains, iconic nine day challenge. <clears throat> this one is a one and a half t difficulty. <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard, but you have to find nine caches on nine consecutive days, and they must each have a different terrain rating from one to five. So one, one and a half, two, two and a half, mm -hmm. all the way up to five. And you have to have it has to span at least five different cache types. So, so this, this is, is a, this huge, is a challenge. huge challenge. This is a this very, is a very strategic, well-planned well challenge, challenge just, nine just nine caches. Yeah, and I think the challenge for this part is going to be on the high terrains because they could be rare. The The lower terrains will be real, fairly easy to find. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what you'll need to do is plan out nine days uh, in some area. So it's it's a consecutive caching challenge as well. So it's nine consecutive days of finding a cache. Uh, at least one cache and uh, and five types. So it might be easier to focus on the types on the lower terrains so that you get that out of the way because you could find uh, five types over the first five days and then just focus on high terrain traditionals if you want to. Right, right. That's, that's, a, good, that's strategy. a good strategy. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that one. Well, I kind of like all of them. but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and next up, we have one in from Merlin1392, GC521WX. And it is the Geocaching Cacher Name Challenge. This one is a two difficulty in Colorado by Sugarpug 
and placed in 2014. So not too hard, but you need to find a cache that starts with the first letter of each letter of your caching name. So this, so is, this different is different for everyone. for everyone. Yeah. This is a pre-moratorium, not allowed now because it's bookkeeping. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and especially if you have a long caching name, this is going to be bad harder. For bad for you. <laughs> uh, so Sugarpug had an example where S is the first letter, so they found Sleepy Hollow as the qualifying cache for S, and so you do the same for each of the letters, and then you qualify. And what terrain was this? this is a one and a half terrain, but the hint says you may need to bring your tot and something that writes. I wonder if tot in this case might be. Tweezers. I see I taught and most and often, most often tweezers. Means tweezers. Yeah. Well, for a two terrain. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's got to be that. Um, yeah. So I like that because it's, it's pre moratorium and it keeps that, uh, that, that creative aspect of bookkeeping. I personally love the bookkeeping aspect. A lot of people don't. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind it. I don't mind. It put it, it, you have to put a lot more effort into planning when you're working on those challenges. So that was the, the five highlighted caches for this month. Uh, there were a whole lot sent in, which is awesome. And uh, a lot of them are qual just qualifications for our draw. And so of all the people who have sent in their qualifying caches for this month, we have chosen a random winner. And that a random winner is... I need like an animation for this as well. <laughs> <laughs> the monthly challenge winner is Merlin1392. Congratulations. Congratulations. You've won our challenge talk geocoin, which Emily has right there. Nice, nice little close up. It's shiny. It is shiny. <laughs> it is shiny. <laughs> and uh, all of the podcasts in the Geocache Talk network have a geocoin. So if you are an avid listener to all of the podcasts, then you probably have a good chance of eventually collecting all of the coins in the series. That's an, uh, that, that would be another, quite another accomplishment to, uh, to work towards. <laughs> I've accomplished, I've accomplished it. it. Here's my, here's my challenge, <laughs> challenge behind me. <laughs> yeah. And you've even, even got the, uh, the, 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 the holder. The, the, frame, the frame. The, the, yeah, the matches. Frame. I love yeah. that. I love that. Those are all, Those are all available, available in the Geocache, Geocache Talk, Talk Network store. store. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, one last thing I always love to do, highlight each show, is uh, my own little Iron Man bingo challenge. This is a pre-moratorium uh, that was published just before some guidelines changed. And in this one, it's another consecutive caching challenge, a bingo grid, where you've got to find X number of days of some attribute, some, some uh, theme of caches. So you could have... 35 days of traditionals or 15 days of multis. Uh, there's uh, 10 days found after seven days lonely. So there's another lonely cash challenge there. And but, these are all consecutive days. Easier, I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven days shouldn't be too hard these days. Um, but some of them, some of the hard ones might be three, excuse me, three days of scuba caches. <laughs> now, see, if you live in Nevada, here's another easy one. Right, I think right. the AT Highway <laughs> still uses scuba attributes. But to legitimately qualify to find three consecutive days of scuba diving. So that's going so to be a player. player. Right. 
So this has been around for a while. And because of the difficulty, this, uh, like I mentioned before, to qualify, you just have to get one row. And I made sure there was a relatively simple row that most people aim for to qualify. But to give people that little bit of an extra challenge, the personal goal, as it were, um, I'm rewarding geocoins for people who complete uh, the uh, certain shapes. So first to complete X, I, H, and O, or completing the full card, which is very rare, but some people have done. Uh, I am giving away a geocoin, which will be minted very, very shortly. And so progress since last month, there have been a few people who signed in, but nobody's qualified for it just yet. So if you're curious, that one is GC3D5EB, the Iron Man Bingo Challenge. And I'm opening that up to everybody who listens to the podcast. If you qualify for this, not necessarily coming to find it as well, but if you can qualify and complete the full card, the full bingo card, then you will also win one of those geocoins that will eventually be be minted. That's awesome. It's been nine years since publishing. It will get minted. (laughs) This is my, this this is the year. (laughs) So work on that one. There's another good personal goal if you still got lots of qualifying caches nearby. (laughs) Uh, So... Those are personal goals. So like we said before, if you have any personal goals that you're working on, let us know. We'd love to show it and, uh, and highlight it, uh, especially if they're unique and fun and interesting. Um, and if you have any challenge caches, make sure that you qualify over the next month and send it in to uh, Geocache Talk or Challenge Talk Podcast challenge talk podcast at gmail.com yeah let everyone everyone you know i see a lot of people people qualifying qualifying for challenges challenges, putting it out out there on facebook if you see that let them know know about this podcast podcast in our our, um um contest contest yep and if you're on facebook join that challenge cash fans group Uh, a lot of people love to chat about uh the things that are working on or ask for tips and help. There could be a couple of uh, Project GC script writers in there as well. So you never know. So join that one if you love challenges. And uh, yeah, uh, reminders, next show is going to be, as usual, the first Thursday of every month. And so it'll be June 3rd. And Saturday, May 8th, that is this coming Saturday, two days. Wow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, two days from now. Live from Mingo Madness. So if you are not able to make the event, then be sure to tune in. And uh, we will join you virtually. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hopefully. Up at our homes. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the birthday, the 21st birthday of Mingo, the oldest active geocache in the world. And, and as get, always, and audio, audio worked out before then. then. Yeah, we will definitely get that fixed. Um, as always, the show notes will be posted shortly after the show uh, after the show is published. Uh, so just check the video description if you want to see links to the uh, challenge caches and uh, what, uh, various topics that we've discussed in the episode. So on that note, thanks for watching, and we will see you on Saturday or the next month. <laughs> And then we go to the outro.